I get my nom, nom, nom on with the my top chicks and we will eat on, eat on the weekly dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. I'm Stephanie March. And I had the opportunity this week to talk to some really fun folks. It was uh, February 12th. It was a snowy night. And all of these people had come from all over the country from the American members of the American Craft Spirits Association. And they came to their national conference. And it was here this year. They called it the Minnesota Toast. Um, they had an event and they had two days of Minnesota Distillers Guild and American Craft Spirit Association two days of learning and talking about the spirits industry. And I got a chance to go and do a little bit of sampling and it was really fun. I just, I wanted to talk with you about it because you are so much more knowledgeable in this arena than I am. And I got a chance to talk to some of the distillers that you'll hear later on in the podcast, but it was striking to me that the Minnesota distillery sort of industry yeah. is only five years old. Oh, yeah. Isn't no, that I know. crazy? It is. And when you consider the fact of, and you know me, I'm very whiskey centric. And so we get into this space where there's not a lot of great whiskeys. There's start, we're starting to see more, but it has been hard because whiskey takes time and we are such a young industry. Yes. And so when I don't like to compare our whiskeys to other people's too much or to anything that's been going on for a long, long time because it's just going to be different. We What we see now, think about this, in five years will com- be completely different. Yeah. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting, so they had 17 of the Minnesota-made uh, distilleries there sampling sort of their national um, partners and their national friends in the industry. Yeah. And it was interesting to see, like, the tables people were clustered around and sort of the way that their booths looked. You know, we've talked a lot about terroir in terms of, like, wine and Japanese whiskey uh, believes that the terroir in their whiskey comes from the quality of the water. Yeah. Vicre Distillery up in Duluth on Lake Superior, really their entire booth and their entire presentation about their craft spirits was about the water of Lake Superior. Yeah. I just thought that was so cool to think about. Yeah. No, and I mean, that's the thing is I think these are, we are, the thing that I feel uniquely privileged for is the fact that we are an agrarian uh, state. We have, we are, we are agriculture. That is a massively important part of our economy and our culture and people like Rock Filter Distillery. I mean, you guys remember, I usually am wearing the sweatshirt usually that is about it because I, it is out of Spring Grove, Minnesota. It is organically farmed whiskey. And when you see that, and when you think about that, not only is they, he's growing, Christian is growing his crops that go into the whiskey with organic. So it's just completely, you know, pesticide free and all this beautiful stuff. And then they, um, and then he's using the water. He's well. First of all, he's milling it at this ancient mill that was one of the first things built in that area and in, in the Driftless region of Minnesota. And so then cool. He's milling it by hand, and then he's using the water from the aquifer that's limestone filtered. All of this 
cannot only it can only taste of here. There is nowhere else that you can taste a whiskey like that because there's nowhere else where those ingredients exist like this. And to us, when you consider places, you know, that don't have the growing that, and I know we have a shorter growing season, but we still manage to produce beautiful hard wheat for whiskey and we and rye like none other. And so far north with their rye whiskey, they win gold medals all the time because they're amazing. Okay, let me ask you. So that rock filter, um, their product offerings they had at this event were Giants of the Earth Bourbon, Stones Throw Bourbon, Black Hammer Bourbon, Red Rider Rye, and Barrel Roll Rye. Are there one that you would recommend? Uh, they're Giants, uh, the Giants Leap. No, wait, Giants. Giants of the Earth. Yeah, Giants of the Earth. That's one of their standards. That's pretty good. Um, the Red Rider Rye was my favorite. Okay. Like, that's the one that I love the most. Um, and here's what I'm going to tell you. They, it's expensive. And okay. that's okay. And what I, is expensive? Well, a small bottle can be about 55 bucks. Okay. And but if you're, like, using it as a sipping or an after-dinner thing. Yep. Or 75 Like, in, it depends on the retailer. Okay. I'm going to get that for my brother for Christmas You next should. Year. And I think that one of the things that is great is you can go down to the distillery and pick up a bottle straight from there. Yeah. And it's a nice drive. It's a cute town. They have a barbecue guy, you know, on the weekends. It's it's a good, it's, like, one of those good things to do. I uh, I was really, I always loved the Down Fork Distillery. Um, yeah. They were there and they were share, sharing their barreled gin, the Helgolander, the barreled apple brandy they won an award for. I love the Helgolander. I love it. I sip it all the time. Um, let's be clear that there are some people who won who walked away with some extremely big awards, and this is important. Yeah. Because uh, our little lovely Jay Carver Distillery, they came away with best in show for their brandy. And that is you know, that is an important thing to know. This was over 100 distilleries from across the country. Uh, and then Tattersall came away in best in show for their, I think it was their barrel. Oh my gosh, it's rum. It was their rum. And think about that for a second. Yeah. For a Minnesota made rum to win best in show. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And obviously this is craft distillers. This isn't, yep. you're not, we're not voting against, you know, Captain Morgan or Myers. It's not international. It's it's local or it's just American craft distillers. But still, you know, to me, this is one of those things where this is just the, this is the harbinger of, of greatness. This is where we are headed. And that, that makes me happy. Um, I was able to, there were some Loon Liquor, yeah. uh, which is out of Northfield, mm-hmm. had some uh, coffee, cinnamon, and ginger liqueurs. Yeah, the Lac du... Lac Couser, C-O-U-E-U-R. I have no idea how you would I say that. I think it's Lac Cour. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Lac Cour. It's like a, probably a, it's a Canadian. French. Yeah, French yeah. Coba. Mm-hmm. Coba. 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 It sounds. I didn't oh, say you're so funny. I know. Um, I got to talk to Heather Manley, too. You'll hear her on the podcast after uh, we wrap up here. Yeah. Uh, a quick little, I probably, I don't even know. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. I probably better not say it. I heard of a local distillery who we've already mentioned that is going to be having a new product that's going to be coming out this summer. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, does it start with a B, the name of the product? Maybe. Is it this I'm pointing? Well, if it was, if it was, yeah, yeah. Can you we can say, say it? it? Yeah. Uh, Tattersall is apparently coming out with a bootlegger yeah. um, cocktail mix that will already have like the mint infused with the lemon and the lime. And yeah. 
I'm very excited about that. Well, I hope. I get very weird about things like that because bootlegs are so, everyone has their own feelings yes, about them. Yes, they do. And I have very strong feelings about and them. And there is a really great mix, the bootlegger summer cocktail um, mix that was out last summer that will be out again this summer. Yeah. Which really makes it easy because you just throw in your gin No, wait, I don't like vodka. that mix. Oh, I like it. No, I don't. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, it's good That's to know. That's my point. Like, it's got it. Everyone's got their feeling. Like, the bootleg should be like a specific thing you're feeling about. All I right. Feel, I feel like that's the Minnesota thing. When Tattersall thing. releases, we'll I'm have excited. them come. We'll do a tasting. Yeah, we'll do a tasting. And uh, we'll chat it up. So uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this edition of Second Helpings. But what you'll hear next is some of the folks that we talked to at uh, the Craft Spirits Showcase uh, that we went to for the American Craft Spirits Association, the Minnesota Distillers Guild that the presented awards. the Minnesota Toast Awards. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen from Second Helpings for Weekly Dish, and I am here at the ECSA 6th Annual Convention, so the American Craft Spirits Association, and we have our national convention, and it happens to be in Minneapolis this year. And I kind of crashed, so sorry that I didn't even know exactly how to describe where I was. That was Heather Manley, Telling you where you our are. friend from Crooked Water Spirits, yeah, and I just, I came to Crash to take a look at all of the local spirits and also their compatriots from around the country. Yes. So have you been going to seminars or what have you been all doing? Day. All day today with seminars on uh, ready to pour, seminars on um, sales, on brand ambassadors, on... Uh, brand ambassadors. Brand Let's ambassadors. talk about that. Are they for or against it? For. Well, I think you have to be for. It's just an extension of your brand, but it's whether they're full-time and it's defining what a brand ambassador is compared to an account manager. Right. So um, do they serve and do sampling or do they do social media? Because oh, it's the different. Brand, the brand ambassadors are way, to me, way more expectations like an account manager. The account manager might be a little bit more ingrained as far as working really closely mm-hmm. with the uh, retailers on-prem, off-prem, or uh, on-prem and off-prem. The brand ambassadors, I like the flexibility of just even maybe being part-time. And then- All right. This is Stephanie Hansen, and we just talk to Heather Manley. I am at the American Craft Spirits Association event. They had a conference and so many great local products that were donated. Superior Switchell, Lake Street Kombucha. Oh, there's a great basket from our friends at Ames Farm. Uh, Dorothy Stainbrook's Heath Glen Farms, Lakes and Legends. There's a You Betcha box that is brand new. Mama's Moonshine, Beaker Distillery. So many great people came out to support the event. And, oh, here we are with one of the event hostesses, Gina Carver from Jay Carver. I always call you Gina Carver. I know, and I love when you do. God darn it. Gina Holman. Jay Carver Distilling. Every time you come on the radio with me, I do that. I love it. I told you I'm going to rename myself. I think you should. I'm going to get new business cards. So this is the culmination of a two-day event. Heather Manley gave me just a little bit of perspective from her end. Did you have any big aha moments today? We... It has been amazing. We actually won Best in Show for our J Car for Apple Brandy. So that was oh, nice. the biggest aha from the, the event last night. But what today is, is just a really amazing perspective of about over thousands of distillers from across the country coming here and seeing what's happening in our Minnesota market. And what they're blown away by is what we've done in five years, just creating this beautiful craft and then supporting, of course, thank you for being here, the 
everybody donated the baskets, of course, yeah, for the yeah, No yeah. Kid Hungry. And that's great. We're raising money for No Kid Hungry today. The local uh, distillery craft movement is, as you mentioned, it's only five years old. It's not very old in terms of how long it's been around, but it's pretty developed in that everybody is very um, appreciative. There's a lot of camaraderie. Heather kind of mentioned that. It is. It's amazing. And what you see just from a craft distilling perspective across the country. So this is the sixth year for ACSA, and that's why we're so fortunate that the convention's here. Um, what you see then is 10 years of many of these distillers, a lot, of course, on the East Coast, West Coast, um, that got jumped in a while ago. But literally it is. It's the collaboration and it's the cohesion of really highlighting craft, talking about people really pouring their heart and soul and their story into their distillery and really being a great steward in their home communities. All right, well, we're going to keep going around and talk to some of these folks. So thank you, Gina, for having us. Appreciate you. All right, so we were just talking to Gina Holman at Jay Carver, and now we're talking to Chris Palmisano at Copper Wing Distillery, and you guys are out of St. Louis Park. Uh, what was your big takeaway from your seminars today? Uh, well, we didn't actually go to any of the seminars. Oh! No, we're right. just here pouring at the Guild event. So, so uh, when you're at an event like this and you're uh, getting a chance to talk with distillers from all over the country, yep. have you like met anyone that you thought was really cool or had any good experiences? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've been meeting people from all over the country. We met some people from Panama who are making rum, um, uh, really learning about different styles, different... Um, had some good conversations about filtering techniques and liqueur development. Um, and Copper Wing is not very old. How long have you guys been in St. Louis Park? Uh, we moved into St. Louis Park in 2015, so we've been uh, we were there for about two years in R&D mode, and then we've been open for the last two years. Um, we've got a cocktail room there um, and have products on the market here in Minnesota only. What's your best-selling product? Uh, in the cocktail room, it's probably our straight bourbon, and here, well, out on at, at distribution, it's probably our gin. Okay, excellent. It's really nice to meet you. Thanks Thank for you. being here today. Thank you. All right, so we're talking to different distilleries that are here, and one of my favorite uh, podcast stories that we did on the Makers of Minnesota podcast was talking to Melina Lammer. She is the owner of Superior Switchel. And if you are a maker or you're someone that is trying to figure out how to get your product to market, she's a great podcast to listen to. You can find it at the Makers of Minnesota podcast. She's here trying to uh, sample some of these distilleries because Switchel is great with drinks. So she's got that going for her. Um, right around the corner here, I am rounding to Vicre, which is out of Duluth. They are known for some of their beautiful gins, the Boreal Juniper Gin, the Spruce Gin, the Cedar Gin. Um, talk, we talk about, you know, terroir in uh, wine, and one of the things that people are starting to talk about is terroir in spirits. And obviously Lake Superior being right uh, there is a source for Vicre, and they feel like because there's no better water that there's no better liquor. Um, so they've got a great display set up here. 
Another person that we've had the opportunity to have on the show that's here today is Dom Fork Distilling. Um, this is a family that is making liqueurs in the German-style tradition. They are just so beautifully packaged. Um, really, really uh, great gift item and just beautiful. They uh, are based out of St. Louis Park. They're a family small batch operation, and again, they brew in the European style. Um, their apple brandy is just spectacular, and they are here as well. What, which podcast is that? All right, so we rounded the corner. We ran into Mark Schiller. Uh, we are the Weekly Dish Second Helpings podcast, and we are talking to many of the distillers that are here that are showing their wares for the national market. Uh, Mark, you just kind of went through all of what Loon Liquors has, and it's a lot more than you guys have had in the past. It's growing fast. So yeah. tell me what you're showing here today. Yeah, so we have, and thank you so much for coming to Minnesota. Oh, yeah. I'm also uh, the president of the Minnesota. Minnesota Guild. So All right. Welcome. Love yeah. It. We have uh, our Loonshine whiskey. It's a light whiskey. Uh, all of our products are wheat and barley 50 50 um, from an organic farm right next to us in Northfield, Minnesota. Then we have a gin up at 45% called Metropolitan Gin. Uh, more like a new American style gin. We have our wheat and barley vodka filtered with birch charcoal that we make in house. And then we have three liqueurs our cinnamon liqueur, coffee liqueur, and ginger liqueur. All right, so was there any takeaways from your conference time today? Yes, uh, definitely the educational sessions are one of the best I've ever attended, hands down. Uh, I think it was very interesting going through the sales force. So there was one on how to build an effective sales team. And the, the gentleman that did it was just so knowledgeable. And it was like, oh, here's exactly how you build a super effective sales team. Oh, I love that because sales is an area that most of you guys need help in. It's just yeah. not your creative types. You're not salespeople. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm one half of the equation. I got my business partner, Simeon uh, Rossi, next to me. And he's the, the left brain, right brain kind of a relationship. So he's the creative genius. And I'm... Uh, I, I just kind of help out with the stills and help sell some stuff, you know. Did any? Do you have any uh, predictions or trends? We saw a lot of coffee liqueurs this year, the ginger liqueur, which you guys are featuring too. What do you think we're going to see in the next year? Uh, I think uh, a lot of different takes on bourbons are kind of happening. So a lot of interesting ingredients that are being used with bourbons, peated bourbon. Uh, there was a couple of different flavors. Was that? That's a single Single malts are really picking up, too, for sure. All right. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. All right. So it's pretty fun to see all these national people here coming to get a look at what our scene is like locally. Again, if you think about the craft distilling scene, it's only been really happening for about five years. And uh, many of these folks have won awards with their peers, their contemporaries for their great products. A um, little bit just of information. Um, thank you to everybody that participated today. And hopefully next year we'll get to do a live podcast event where we can uh, talk to some of the distillers from around the country and see what they're finding from our folks in the Midwest.